0: your finances will leave a long-lasting impact on your family. After all, you only retire once. If you're looking to discuss all things pertaining to your retirement, you've come to the right place. This is Retirement Matters with
1: Michael Stewart. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this edition of Retirement Matters Podcast with Michael Stewart of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. I'm Mark Killian alongside as we talk about investing, finance, and retirement. What's going on, my friend? How are you this week?
0: I am doing great. We are approaching March Madness beginning, so I am excited.
1: Okay. All right. You're, you're a basketball guy?
0: College basketball, absolutely.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. And who might you be rooting for?
0: Well, as we've discussed in the past, it, it is North Carolina, <laughs> but I don't think they will be a participant. No, this I year. know we'll, what is we'll going on, right? And then uh, Creighton University is my alma mater, and they've been ranked as high as ten this season, so uh, they'll definitely be going to the dance.
1: I tell you what, um, I'm I'm in North Carolina, as we've shared with the listeners from time to time, and boy, it's a you could knock people over with a feather on that one that UNC's uh, not doing so hot because they're you know they're perennials, right? They're always there. Yep, so, it's supposed to be yeah so it's uh it's it's been an interesting year from that standpoint. but anyway, uh, we'll get into our main we'll talk basketball another time, but we'll jump into our main topic this week here in just a second. before we do, uh, I wanted to bring up a little news uh, article that I saw and ask your thoughts on this. A new study from the Department of Treasury uh, shows that for every dollar that Americans uh, save in retirement accounts, they're pulling out 20 cents too early so taxes and penalties. This seems like a bad ratio, yeah.
0: It definitely is, you know, and and there's uh, several reasons for it. I mean, there's all kinds of studies and we've seen them all out there that, you know, over 50% of retirees, so this is even people in retirement, you know, social security is more than half of their income or their largest portion of income. We've seen that, you know, despite the new 401k millionaires, Fidelity has came out with a study He said that we've had the most 401k millionaires with the success of the market ending in 2019 of all time, as far as the number. But what they also don't say is that, you know, the median balance in 401ks across the country is a little over about $100,000, $150,000. But if you really say, okay, well, wait, if there's these few that have millions and millions saved up and you begin to say, okay, well, what's the average? How do you get that average? That means that the average 401k balance for a majority of individuals across the country is well lower than $100,000. And these are people within five years and 10 years of retirement. So, they really haven't saved a lot. You've seen all the other studies out there, too, that say, you know what, if over 60% of the countries said, you know, uh, bankrate.com had one, that oh, if, if there was a $2,000 emergency, you know, so think about yeah. it, that's a car repair, that's, you know, a furnace going out or something. If there was a $2,000 emergency, that over 60 percent of the country would not have the ability to actually go to the bank and get that money out of their accounts you know they'd have to put it on a credit card take out a loan or something and that's where this department of treasury study shows in that yeah people are saving for retirements you know maybe not nearly what they need to but they're also taking money taking loans out paying the penalties, you know, it's a 10% early withdrawal penalty, plus it goes into your taxable income. So it's really just about kind of showing you where the retirement crisis is, not only from a cash flow statement and lack of just emergency savings for a lot of people in this country, but also that the first place that they have to go to get something is out of their retirement account where basically they're pulling out a good chunk of it over the time, paying penalties, paying taxes, and just as importantly, neglecting what's going to be available for them when they actually do retire.
1: Well, you know, all that information ties in well with our main topic this week, and that's how we kind of sometimes can get lost in the financial world. And so we'll kind of just segue right into that and talk a little bit about that. But there's, it's definitely an interesting trend that we tend to do. So I guess let me first off preface it. Have you ever been lost, just like actually lost before, Mike?
0: I got lost in the O'Hare parking garage that's right next to the (laughs) airport in the winter when it was minus 20 degrees because I forgot what elevator bank I went into. And and Uh, they all look the same. It's spent two hours walking around. So the answer is yes.
1: Oh, that is no fun. No fun. Well, you know, I think we've all probably, whether it's in the well, there's a parking lot or the woods or whatever. We've probably all gotten lost at some point, especially, you know, those of us who, you know, remember and lived a lot of days prior to GPS and prior to everything telling us where everything was at. Uh, so let's look at it from a financial perspective, uh, how we can get lost and then hopefully maybe get back on track. So let's just start. And you kind of touched on a few things in the, in the news segment there, but let's start with some reasons people get lost. And we'll start off with bad tools in general.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, just in, in life, how you get lost is, you know, nobody's really using a compass very much anymore unless right. you're out in the wilderness. But, you know, if it's not properly calibrated, it could be an issue. Uh, a lot of people these days use GPS, as you mentioned, but, you know, it's sometimes that leads you astray as well or you put it put in the wrong address. So you think you're going in the right direction, you know, but you don't. So those are kind of some of the in-life things that happen, bad tools. Things are broken or you've broken them by not putting the right inputs in. In retirement planning, we see it because a lot of people will go, you know, they'll take a look at their statements and they'll say, okay, well, this says, you know, I've got X amount so I can, you know, I have a lifetime income of X. You know, so those income projections that they say, based on your age and the amount you saved up, you should be able to get X amount of income. It's not a guaranteed income source. They don't even know how you would generate that income. There's just these false assumptions about maybe you could get this. And sometimes it either gives you a false impression of how much you can actually get or, you know, completely the opposite of where, you know, there's other tools that you could utilize to actually get you a lot more income that aren't within that same 401k. Another thing is, you know, people in kind of, you know, with where we are with Google these days, we'll just Google online calculator for retirement and then start plugging in numbers and treat that as if it's the gospel. But the thing is, the online calculator doesn't know anything about you, doesn't know your expenses, doesn't know your tax bracket, and all of those things need to be figured in. So sometimes the tools can start out well-meaning, but at the end actually leads you astray.
1: That's a great point. And you know, we have so many things at our fingertips nowadays that it's easy to kind of maybe put a little too much trust in some of that stuff. And I think they're good for kind of getting the ball rolling or getting some outlines, but you always want to kind of drill that down to more specifics. Okay, so let's keep this going, and that's a good start. So bad tools, uh, bad directions. I mean, how many times in, you know have you asked ever asked, especially back in the day, you ask somebody to tell you how to get someplace and they tell you and you're like, what? <laughs> You know, you didn't follow uh, it very well. You know,
0: yeah. Deb, our office manager, is usually a first point of contact for a a lot of uh, new clients that are you know are coming in, and in our welcome email, you know, we'll have uh, directions and things, and then they'll they'll call and say, "Oh, can you tell me, give me directions?" And I tell her, "Try not to, because you're going to get blamed for them." Right, Right. because they're going to come in, you're going to give directions, but they're going to start in a different spot or something else is going to be going on. So I said, you know, give them more landmarks. Do you know where Savers is? you know where the Burger King is? You know, those kind of things. Now in, in retirement planning, you know, it's a lot of things like, you know, bad directions would be an example of, you know, years ago, I call it a financial junk drawer, is that all these people come in and they've got, you know, three, five, 15 different accounts, all kinds of products, all these things, things that were sold by brokers to them over time. And they were never, really coordinated as to why they should buy them, they were more sold to them than really purchased because they said, oh, well, he or she said, you know, I, this is a good fund or he or she said this is a good annuity or whatever the type of investment was. We'll say, okay, well, how does that move you closer to your goals? Oh, I don't know. I just got this stuff, you know, and that's why we call it a financial trunk drawer is because we've got all this stuff that we've accumulated, all these financial products that we've bought without really kind of getting direction on how's that moving you to your goal. And, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, we try to address when we put a plan together.
1: Well, we're talking about, you know, getting lost in life as well as the financial world. And those are certainly two reasons that we do that. And sometimes, Mike, it's just as simple as we just take our eye off of whatever. We're just not paying attention.
0: Yeah. You know, typically, you know, think about that trip down the road we were talking about You're You know, you're kind of on a highway going on and then, you know, you're thinking through something else. and next thing you know, right. you're like, oh, crap, I just missed my, just my turn. Or something. Yep. Right. Yeah. And retirement planning, it's kind of the same way. It's that, you know, most people either don't even open their statements or they just take kind of a cursory glance. But you really want to know kind of what you have, why you have it, and pay attention to it in good markets and bad. Now, that doesn't mean you got to dig in the weeds and know everything about it, but you need to understand why you own, how will it react in good markets and bad, and is it still appropriate for you? Other people will look at things like their expenses. Look at individuals that have come in and say, okay, you know, as a household husband and wife, we make $100,000 a year. We think we can retire on $50,000 a year. And I'll say, okay, so let me just be a little devil's advocate here. Let's kind of reverse engineer this. So let's back out your contributions and social security tax and all these kind of things. Let's say that knocks it down to 80000 you know, so things that you won't have to pay in retirement. So if you, you really today, you're getting about $80,000 in your hands, you said you can live on 50. So does that mean that we're saving $30,000 a year, just kind of plugging it away in the bank or in other investments? Oh, no. You know, at the end of the month, you know, we're barely, we're really super tight. Well, what gives us the impression that we can live on less? Oh, well, we'll be doing less in retirement. Okay, so let's say you know you'll spend ten or fifteen thousand less on some of this other stuff. Are you saving fifteen twenty thousand dollars a year? You know, above and beyond your normal four hundred one k and that. Oh no, I told you. You know, at the end of the month, there's just as much month as there is money. Okay, well now we need to revisit our income plan because they're not paying attention to where the money's really going. So it doesn't mean that they can't. It just means that we get got to sharpen the pencil once again and kind of find out that if we're going to be living on a fixed income, let's make sure our expenses are commensurate with that.
1: Okay, so let's go ahead and, and say that those are some three really good reasons and a lot of different little subcategories there as to how and why we might get lost uh, from a financial perspective. So now that we've done this, how do we get ourselves back on track? And, uh, you know, like I imagine when you were in that parking garage, you were like, all right, let me recenter for a second. Where am I at? And then start, you know, kind of reconfigure from there.
0: No, and that's exactly what it is. And, and it doesn't even matter how you got where you are. You know, like for me, I forgot the, you know, there's five different elevator banks for this huge parking complex. I didn't think through that they're all numbered. So I just knew that I was on, you know, Bears floor three. Right. You know, so as long as I remembered that, all I know is all you got to do is push the Bears button but there's five different elevator banks you know, on this huge multi-acre complex. So I didn't realize that every elevator bank had number three bears floor on it. So, right, you know, so, right. that, so, so I was just randomly going up elevators, trying to find stuff. So how that applies here is you got to start with where you are. You got to find out, okay, what's my as is, where are we today? It doesn't matter how we got here. How much do I have? What do I need to do? What am I trying to do? And that's kind of what we call our discovery meeting. Clients come in. We say, okay, let's get a feel for what we have, what we're trying to do. See if we can add value to what you're trying to do. Then we decide, where do you want to go? You know, so that's your as is. We want to figure out what's your to be. What do we want the future to look like? Whether you're in retirement, near retirement, we want to kind of vet all that out so we make sure that we can accomplish the goals that you want with the income that you want. That's what we call our design meeting. So our discovery meeting is getting all the information of where we are. Our design meeting is where are we trying to go, so we co-design together what we're trying to do. Then our third meeting, we have what we call our delivery meeting, and we say, okay, in the first meeting you said, here's where we are. Second meeting, here's where we're trying to go, where are our gaps, and then the third meeting, our delivery meeting, is where we present you with a plan and says, you know, here's the roadmap on how to get there. That's what we call our retirement success blueprint. And basically it paints the picture or the blueprint of how we can be successful to get from kind of the as is where we are to be or where we are to the to be where we want to go.
1: Right. And that was kind of my my second part of it was, you know, we got to figure out where we're going to go. Uh, and whether that's backtracking sometimes or whether that is, uh, when it's it, actual life or whatever the case is, or just kind of, you know, firming up the destination. I think a lot of times in retirement planning, we don't do that. We just kind of say, well, I know I want to be retired, but what does it actually mean to be retired for you?
0: No, and, and that, that's the biggest part of it, is uh, a lot of people get frustrated with the process, not our process, but just retirement in general, because right. going, going, going back to that financial junk drawer, they're like, I got all this stuff, I don't know what's going on, but at the end of the day, it's like, I don't know how all this stuff is supposed to work together. When do I claim Social Security? How, how do I choose for Medicare if that's important? If I'm not 65 yet, how do I bridge healthcare expenses? Also, going back to looking at just, you know, how do I get income off my investments? You know, so they've done a great job of savings many times. They got plenty of assets, but then they just don't know how to kind of corral their arms around all these moving parts and say, okay, how do I generate an income that I can't outlive? If I'm married, how do I know my spouse is going to be okay if something were to happen to me? And if legacy is important, How do I make sure that, you know, that my spouse and I can live the lifestyle and retirement that we want, we deserve, that we saved our entire life for, and then on the back end, still leave to the kids, the grandkids, the church, whoever's important in your life, still leave them whatever I'd like to. You know, that's having a plan.
1: Well, and that's turning to help, right? That's really kind of the final piece. If you're talking about, you know, getting lost and getting back on track, sometimes it is okay to ask for help. And I think we've all probably been in a situation where if we've been lost before, you turn to the person that maybe you're lost with, or as you start to maybe come out of the woods that you were in or the parking deck that you were in, you say, Hey, excuse me, could you answer this or whatever? Turning to help is there's nothing wrong with that.
0: No, absolutely, because there, there's no shame in it. We all have our specialty. You know, I I know how to change the oil in a car, but I don't do it. Why? <laughs> right. Because it would take me three days. You know, when I say I know, I mean I would just Google it, is what I would do. But is when it comes to someone that's a professional. So whether it's somebody that's a mechanic, whether it's an attorney, or whether it's a financial advisor that's a fiduciary like myself, is the reality is everybody has their niche and their specialty. And the best way to get rid of that frustration is to work with a professional that can actually kind of paint that picture for you because, and I tell this with clients, respective clients, when they sit in our conference room at our first meeting, first thing that I say is, how can I help? You know, find out what you're currently doing, what you're trying to do. And if I can add value to that, great. I'll, you know, I'll answer all your questions and see if there's a basis to work together for whatever services that we happen to offer. You know, that should be the beginning of it. How can I help you? And if that works out, great. If not, you still get your questions answered and hopefully you're still going down the right track.
1: Yeah I think that's a great advice and I think with that we're actually going to wrap up this week's program because really honestly you know we can all get lost and obviously in times of highest stress. There's a lot of things going on in the world that can kind of stress us out. It's easy to kind of feel as though we can get lost uh, in some of the financial stuff, you know, well in life as well, but definitely in the financial stuff. And so it's important to turn to and work with someone that you can trust. And hopefully you've been listening to the podcast for a bit and uh, maybe you're already working with Michael or maybe you've got, you know, this has been shared with you a number of ways, but if you do have those questions or concerns, they are that one-stop shop they offer um, you know, great services here for the listening audience. So whether it's a CPA or an enrolled agent or a paralegal, Uh, You know They've got you covered. They can talk with you about whatever's going on and hopefully get you back on track if you do feel like you're lost and maybe you find out that you're not as lost as you thought you were. So reach out to them. Let them know you'd like to have a conversation. You can do so multiple ways. We'd always encourage you to subscribe to and follow the podcast. That way you get new episodes when they come out, as well as you can check out past episodes, whether it's on Google or Apple or Spotify or iHeart or Stitcher or whatever podcasting platform you choose. Simply type in Retirement Matters and you can search it out in their uh, search boxes. Or you can go to Michael's website at CrystalLakeTax.com. That's CrystalLakeTax.com. But as always, if you hear something useful before you take any action, always please check with a qualified professional before you act on that. And you can reach out to Michael at 815 526 3092. That's 815 526 3092. Michael, my friend, thank you so much for your time this week. I hope you have a lovely week, and I will see you soon. Take care of yourself. We appreciate it, folks. Catch you next time here on Retirement Matters, and watch out for those Bears parking decks. They'll get you every time. Every time. We'll see you next time, folks. Goodbye. bye
2: you should consider the appropriateness of the advice having regard to your own objectives, financial situation, and needs. Please contact us to obtain our disclosure brochure relating to the services offered by Sound Income Strategies, LLC, and consider its contents before making any decisions. Where quoted, past performance is not indicative of future performance. Sound Income Strategies LLC does not represent or warrant that the contents of this program are suitable for you from a compliance, regulatory, legal, or any other perspective. We shall have no responsibility for your use or non-use of the program or any portion thereof. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial and Sound Income Strategies LLC are not associated entities.